Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So I've been thinking about the concept of hunger lately. Not hunger like being hungry, but hunger as a character trait. So I started to do this sort of deep dive into media, trying to figure out if Hollywood was able to capture this, I couldn't off the top of my head remember any movie that did a really good job of capturing this. And the only thing I could think of was like rags to riches stories. And I searched that and came up with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it gave me pause because I was thinking about it. It was really sort of an overnight thing. But this kid, the main character in the movie, Charlie, really did have a vision, a desire, a drive to try and get what he wanted, even though it was really left up to fate. But he just knew that he wanted to win this contest in which he would end up being able to see this chocolate factory. Uh, spoiler alert, he was able to win the contest and as one of the contestants he was given a series of tests to prove his loyalty and as he proved his loyalty he was given the factory and that is the rags to riches story with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not super compelling, it doesn't quite capture it, but then I looked into celebrities who were rags to riches stories and Jim Carrey, Oprah Winfrey, both came up as people who really were struggling in life and created huge success by their drive and their ambition. And then I started thinking about people I knew and where I even got the idea to do a podcast like this. And I did remember growing up I knew one of my friend's dads had been raised, was raised really poor uh, to the point where he, you know, he had dirt floors and lived in a shack and this kind of thing growing up. And what he ended up doing was he ended up hustling and building up a business where he was a multimillionaire in the 80s. And so he had really had that, that desire. And this happens when people are what we call self-made, that they come from nothing and they create a life for themselves in which they do not go without ever again. And we see this a lot. I see this sometimes in therapy. Sometimes I will get the kids of the self-made people who have very little in the way of motivation and they have no desire themselves to do anything, to venture out on their own or um, achieve a whole lot. And when it comes down to it and I begin to have these conversations with parents or kids or both, one of the things that becomes clear is a lot of the times that people who came from nothing and created comfortable lives for themselves want to make sure 
that their kids are never uncomfortable and that they never have to go without. Well, what ends up happening is those kids don't have the desire, the drive, the ambition because they have never known the struggle that the parents have known. And so this becomes complicated because, of course, the self-made parent wants to make the child self-reliant, but it's hard to do that when the children have never actually had to go without themselves. And so this becomes quite a problem. This thing about going without, this is a huge force in many people's lives. And up till now, I've been talking about it in terms of money, in terms of going without. We understand this in terms of people who have literally not had enough to eat growing up, or they had to wear hand-me-down clothing, or, or shoes that had holes in them, or that didn't fit them properly because they couldn't be fed or clothed by their parents. And so there's a lot of people who grow up this way, going without, who make it their mission in life to never go without again. And I also see this in immigrant families who came to the US not having been able to speak English and having to basically start all over from scratch when they arrived. And they are very, very careful. They try their best to do whatever it takes to gain more and more and more because they don't want to ever go back to how they felt when they first arrived in the US with no job prospects, not being able to speak the language, not knowing what their next move was gonna be, not knowing what their next meal was gonna be. And they never wanna feel that way again. I see this happening as well in people who have experienced mental health problems in their past, that a lot of times that hunger, the desire is for a different reason. It's to avoid ever having to feel as depressed as they once did in their lives. I see a lot of people who, well, they come to me because they got to a place in their life where they felt like killing themselves or they actually attempted to kill themselves. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back. They didn't go through with it, but they decided something in their life needed to turn around. And so I will see that. In that way, I feel like therapy is incredibly hopeful. And there are some people who show up on my doorstep who will do anything to avoid feeling that way again. And so I continue to see this drive in other people. A lot of times there are people who have a drive that keeps them going because they never felt good enough as a child and nothing they ever did pleased their critical parent. And so they will try to achieve as much as they possibly can in their life just to be feeling good enough. And it's never enough because they have to keep going because they can't 
rest on their laurels. Being good enough means continuing to be good enough and valued by other people. And so they go and they go and they go to achieve more and more and more. And sometimes I see this even with people trying to get love. They give and give and give and give to all the people around them because they believe this is the only way that they could potentially ever earn love. They just give all of themselves to other people. People pleasers give all of themselves to other people in order to deserve any kind of love. And it's uh, an exhausting life, but they keep at it with the idea that they have to earn other people's love. And we see it in other ways too. We see people who have a drive that has to do with finding answers to problems. You might see that in a scientist or a criminal investigator, people who want to discover more and more and more and more, always searching for answers. There are ways that drive is very, very healthy in a lot of people. It keeps them going, it interests them. They continue down a path of trying to gain more knowledge and it enhances their life. But in any case, all of this, people who have this insatiable hunger to go forward, to move forward, to drive on, it is often insatiable. It is the thing that motivates people and keeps people going. When I think about billionaires, they are not people that I generally think of as being motivated by money alone. I do not think that billionaires are, are people who are preoccupied necessarily with stuff or having luxury items. Um, Elon Musk comes to mind as I think about the story of him living on other people's couches because he just needed to keep going in his discoveries of technology and work and continue to keep his company moving forward. Steve Jobs wearing t-shirts and jeans and sneakers and wearing the same thing generally all the time just so that he wouldn't have to think about what he was wearing and just get to work. People who are capable of generating that kind of money are never stopping. They continue to move and move and move and move and it is never enough. I have a friend who always says when she sees somebody in a, in a t-shirt and jeans and looking kind of haggard, billionaire or homeless? Because they look frazzled, they look unkempt, and it's kind of a funny joke, but I think it's absolutely true. I heard about this movement recently that there are younger folks who are, now that we have gotten through the pandemic and everybody has started to work from home and the face of work has changed quite a bit, that those days of 
running ourselves ragged, driving to the office, working overtime, living and breathing and eating, being in an office at all times, that kind of life changed when COVID hit. And now everybody, for the most part, works at home, or, or many, many people are working from home now. And so there is a group of people who have decided to take it next level. Now that they have felt the relaxation and the balance of working from home, they have decided that they will not work past a certain time. That if five o'clock is the time when work is expected to be over, they log out from their computers and stop responding to their bosses and their coworkers after that time. And I understand the idea behind that, that if you prioritize work-life balance and let the world around you know that you are not going to be available after a certain time, then perhaps the world around you will learn to adapt. But I don't think so. I think as long as there are other people in the world who have that hunger and it's just a little bit more than the person next to them, they are going to be the people who get the job promotions, who get paid more, who are appreciated more because they are moving business forward. And as much as we don't like to think that, for every person who is turning off their computers and not responding at five o'clock, there will always be somebody else who is still online until 10 p.m. And it is that drive that will keep everything moving forward. And so just kind of thinking about all of this, about people trying to overcome adversity, continuously, really. And mostly it has to do with when people were growing up. That started this whole thing, that started the hunger inside of some people that keeps them going. It is them trying to quench an insatiable thirst. Appetite is insatiable. They never get to the end. It's like thinking about to-do lists. If you ever thought that you were going to come to the end of a to-do list in your life, in your home, at work, wherever, it never ends. Because as soon as you start to mark things off of your to-do list, there is new stuff that appears at the bottom of the to-do list. And so this is kind of how we operate. Well, people who have this hunger and this drive to go forward, they are never satisfied. They have to keep going. And so what I would ask you is what drives you? What is the thing that keeps you moving forward as you do in your life? Are you trying to overcome 
some feelings of inferiority or some mental health problems or feeling like you went without or feeling like you didn't know enough. I recently told a story to a young person of when I was a receptionist one summer when I was in college, and it may have been when I was finishing college before I started grad school. But I was a receptionist and my job was to answer phones and redirect calls. Nowadays, that probably doesn't exist too much because everybody has cell phones. But at the time, there was a central call center where all the calls for the company came in. And it was my job to direct them to the right people and the right people's voicemail. And that is all I did all day and basically sat and read magazines until the phone rang. And sometimes it was busy and sometimes it wasn't. And people would come by my desk and talk to me, but it always felt like they were sort of being condescending, like they couldn't talk about anything deep with me because clearly I was just a young girl who had no choices in life but to be a, a receptionist is sort of how it felt. And everybody kind of treated me like I was an idiot. And so it was that experience for me of always kind of being treated like I was less than, but mainly that I was stupid, that encouraged me to go to graduate school and get myself a better and better education because I never wanted to feel that way again. I never wanted to feel like people were looking down on me because I wasn't very smart. And so I told this story to a young person recently and you know, just with the idea that sometimes these things happen and it's that that motivates you and gets you to move forward in your life. It's those, ex those negative experiences that actually motivate you and get you to do better in life. And the response to me was they were sexist. And I had to pause and think about that. I had to think about sort of the men who spoke to me that way. But then I realized something that it wasn't like the women treated me better. It wasn't like they asked me about myself or what my plans were or where I was headed in life either. They basically didn't talk to me very much at all. And looking back at that interaction, I was talking with somebody who was a teenager and I realized that that, that is sort of the answer right now, that you are not supposed to change anything, that you are supposed to recognize that other people have the problem and you're supposed to be happy with where you are and point out the negativity in others. And I realized that that, that is so not the point of the story because 
for me, without that experience, and it doesn't matter if somebody's sexist or racist or jealous or whatever their reasoning is, it really doesn't matter because in the end, my response is exactly the same way. I don't ever want to feel like people look down on me. And so that drove me to get the education that I did and get into the career that I did. So then the question becomes, what drives you? What are the things that get you to move forward? What are the things that motivate you in your life? When your emotions are driving you, what is the final straw that moves you into action? And I'm not talking about like when you're angry and then you decide to hit somebody. I'm talking about when you feel a certain way and you don't like the way you feel and you really don't want to continue to feel that way. And so you have to do something differently you know that you have to go in another direction and do better. What drives you to want more for yourself? What is the thing that pushes you, that creates that hunger inside of you, that causes you to be ambitious? What is the thought? What is the feeling? that starts to actually push you? And I think that's a really important question in terms of understanding your life, where you are now and where you're headed and how you might be prevented from moving forward. What is the thing that gets in the way that causes you to feel less motivated and unable to move forward? What is the thing that is it that pushes you and moves you to do and be better than you ever have before? And is it healthy? And so I would invite you to ponder and think about all of these things and what is your hunger and what feeds you and do you feel satiated or do you feel like you have to keep going? And if these things have to be sorted out, of course, I always recommend that you head over to a therapist and sort it all out. Be well, and thank you for listening.